Welcome to Outspoken Voices, a podcast by and for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer parents, people with LGBTQ parents, and everyone else who is part of our family journey. I'm your host today, Emily McGranahan. I am the East Coast Regional Manager for Family Equality Council. And today, we're talking about inclusive summer spaces for youth. Our families spend a lot of time advocating for inclusive school spaces throughout the school year. We advocate to get forms changed to say parent or guardian. We get books into classrooms. We even sometimes have to advocate for students to be able to do things as simple as using a restroom. Shifting from those school spaces to the uncertainty of summer spaces can be a challenge for many families. I myself have lesbian moms, and I remember what that shift was like. At school, everyone knew I had two moms. I was out, and my moms were present at the soccer games and school field trips. But at summer camp, I had to come out all over again. Or sometimes I even chose not to come out at all, which I remember very clearly and was profoundly uncomfortable and scary for me. But thankfully, we have a group of professionals here with us today who can help parents and youth identify safe and affirming summer spaces and then help us to navigate entering and being in those spaces. So with us, we have Jackie McGowan of Camp Highlight, a summer camp for youth with LGBTQ parents. We also have Nick Tisch of Camp Aeronutic, a nonprofit program serving transgender and gender variant youth and their families. And we have Sandy Rubenstein of Camp Wingate Kirkland, a traditional co-ed summer camp that prioritizes inclusivity and affirmation. So we've got a really great group of people here with us today, and I'm going to kick off our conversation by asking Sandy a few questions about what families can look for in order to identify some of these welcoming summer camp spaces. So, Sandy, what are some of those indicators that parents and youth can look for to get a sense of a camp community and how administration and staff will welcome them? Well, I think that there's not, when you're looking for a camp, and thank you for including me, and I'm proud to be here. Um, when you're looking for a camp and you're you're looking for something uh, to send your child away for the summer, you want to feel a sense of connection with the owners and with the community. And it may not be something right off the bat, but a connection that you can make with the owners and directors. Um, while, you know, we talk about, you know, our openness and um, inclusiveness, um, I think being asking the hard questions, number one, and saying, you know, are there other families? Um, is my child going to be amongst other children who have um, parents who are, um, are LBGTQ, or that they're gay or that they're that they have, um, we have flexibility and inclusiveness, you're seeing it amongst our community. Um, and I think the first answer right away when you hear how the, it's received from the directors is going to be your number one and your most obvious indicator. Um, and their willingness to let you talk to other families is obviously, you know, of course we would love for you to talk and get some uh, references from other families who've been in this scenario before. Great. So what are some of the ways then that you show this to your families? Uh, if someone is inquiring and talking with you, how do you, you, you usually talk about that? Well, I mean, I think that it, you know, number one, um, in 2017, um, the definition of family is much different than maybe when you went to camp or when I went to camp. And we have to be sensitive for all fronts because children are being raised 
not only by two moms and two dads, but oftentimes we're seeing that kids are being raised by grandparents for various reasons, various reasons or aunts or uncles. So the sensitivity of saying parent as opposed to mom and dad goes just goes beyond, um, you know, same sex parents. It, you just have to be sensitive to it, you know, uh, right right off the bat. For for our camp, we're a camp of teaching kids life lessons. Um, we want kids to learn about how to be inclusive. And uh, for many things, not just this, you know, what a child's home life is like, but um, we want them to learn about how to be accepting to someone who has um, food allergies, um, who can't hear, who may not be able to speak English. So um, I think that you'd you'd see right from the bat that we're trying to teach children about how to be welcoming and um, accepting of others for many different things. And I think without having, you know, the obvious like advertising of, of it, we, you know, I think that someone would understand that we're welcoming of all. Um, in addition, we have this massive um, courtyard in our, in, uh, in our camp and we proudly uh, fly um, a pride flag, you know, which is sometimes make people feel very comfortable as that little icon to know that we're, the, that, that we support and are, and are uh, uncomfortable with that as well. That's great. I love that. Um, that certainly is such a quick visual indicator that then can open up those doors to have the conversation of what does that actually look like? You know, the, having that flag is great, but, you know, practicing what you preach, which is certainly sounds like which we know you do. Um, that's a great, great way to kind of get. That's great. Um, so how how are some of the ways that your that staff of of camps that are not necessarily, you know, specifically for LGBTQ youth or, or people with LGBTQ parents? Prepped. How do you do? You talk with your staff, um, the, those who are really working with your kids, with the student, you know, with the kids there, about some of the different family structures or identities that the youth might be bringing with them. Right. Yes, we do a ton of preparation. We have a full seven-day staff week where we do an intensive amount of discussing with our counselors because our counselors are um, work with everyone in camp. It's not just the kids they live with, but they have the opportunity to impact all 250 campers in some way. So we need them all to be prepared for everyone and, and them to all understand what, what our philosophy is and how we want them to continue to, to express it. Um, as I said before, like, you know, we have to be sensitive because in 2017, family structure is very different. And so we really try and hit home the, the use of the words, um, using saying parent and setting and using the conversation about, you know, not, not making any assumptions, but instead being very general when we're talking to kids about their family so that we don't make them feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, when we have our, we talk with our staff is about creating some boundaries and creating some ground rules when the kids amongst their living unit know that this is a safe place and we're all respectful of each other. Um, so the kids have a bunk meeting every off, every so often, but we set the ground rules from day one that um, this is how we're going to be respectful of each other. And, but most importantly, teaching our staff to have that that extra ear open and be listening for the conversation so that we can get ourselves involved and be active in the conversation if it should take a turn where kids are talking about something where someone might be uncomfortable. Um, in addition, in addition to the constant conversation with our staff and we meet once a week to talk about it as reminders, the, the counselors get to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with our campers. So the kids have a safe place to talk about you know, this is really bothering me. This child is using the word gay in an offensive way that makes me feel uncomfortable, that we can 
find a way to quickly talk about it amongst the amongst the rest of the group where they're not where one child isn't you know singled out. But again, we can help them learn that life skill about how we you know we need to be cautious of our words and we need to make sure that everyone's feeling included. That's right, and that actually segues really nicely into the the next question that I had was like advice for families. So as someone who knows the different structures and, and the way that many sleep, you know, traditional sleepaway summer camps work, do you have advice for families, both parents and youth of what happens if, uh, you know, someone is enrolled and, and, and a challenge arises in the camp, something like you sort of described, they're hearing negative language or an issue comes up. What are some advice you would say for um, both what a youth could do in such a situation or what a parent can do? Um, in that situation as well. Well, I think that what we're trying to teach our, teach kids, you know, the experience of going to overnight camp is to teach children about how to have a voice and how to develop a relationship where they can trust an adult beyond their parents so that they can, you know, have a conversation with a counselor or a lodge leader, you know, or a unit leader, depending on the, on the community, how they use it, or that they can ha- say, this is bothering me. So we want kids to learn, you know, what's most important is encouraging kids to to find someone that they can connect with, that they can talk to, to speak up for themselves. And I think that the most important thing for me, because when a situation like that arises in our camp, we want the parents to hear it from us first. So we want parents to understand that we're going to dial them in. We don't want them to hear about it months later when a kid says, you know, I don't want to go back to camp because this bothered me. In the middle of the summer, we want parents to know that we are transparent and that we're open and that we're going to include them in the conversation about what's going on so that they can hear how we're fixing it or hear how we're addressing it because because it's their child. They know them much better. We want them to say, you know what, actually it would be better if you handled it this way. Um, so being part of the process is important to us as well. And I think that that's important for any parent to know that the camp's going to be um, – Allowing them to be part of the process, allowing them to be part of the conversation. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I want to continue thinking about parents and our youth, and 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 what spaces our our kids are, are in. And in this case, in the context of those families who are accessing spaces that are almost in particular for LGBTQ families, both youth and those with LGBTQ parents. Um, so, Jackie and Nick, you are both working in, in that case with camps, uh, Camp Highlight and Camp Arnudic. What are you hearing from parents and youth about these these sort of safe and really specific summer camp spaces? Are you hearing, are pe- obviously people are seeking these out. Is there a, a theme that is really prominent that you're hearing of why these spaces are, um, why families are seeking them uh, in particular? Uh, maybe Jackie, if you wanted to to kick us off, what is what is some sure. of that feedback from youth and parents? Yeah. So we keep hearing over and over again that it's you know 2017, and also it's becoming more apparent how many LGBT families are around. We're still hearing that it's great to be around families that are just like our own. Like it's not like we have to explain. It doesn't have you don't have to go into even though it's accepting in other environments that's cool or whatnot. Here is where you go in and everybody knows that there's something similar about your families. And the kids are really appreciated. And we have kids from very urban areas like Brooklyn who have met and had school with other kids with families like themselves. And we've had really rural families from out in Pennsylvania or 
uh, Maryland, in West Virginia, who were like, this is the first time our kids have been in a place like this. They've never met other families like them. So it's, it's varying degrees of comfort. And the kids are developing together their pride and their acceptance of who they are and who their families are and where they're coming from. So it continues to be a really fantastic environment for the kids to come within their own in the age range that we serve is eight to 15. They're, you know, at different levels of awareness and they're learning from each other. And it's really fantastic. And the parents love it because the parents also are meeting other families in their own communities that they didn't know existed because maybe they're in different schools, but within the same town or within a few miles from each other. So it's connecting families inside and outside of camp. And it's really great. Go ahead, right ahead. Okay, yeah, I was I was gonna say I would I would second a lot of what Jackie said. Um, for our kids, it's about being in a place that they don't have to explain anything, and other kids understand their journey, and they can just be kids. Um, I mean, very you know, on an elemental level, a lot of our kids aren't welcome at at most other summer camps. Um, the camps can't figure out how to house a transgender camper or where to put them or what to do or in a lot of cases what to how to explain it um, because they feel like they do have to explain it. So I do a lot of talking to traditional summer camps to try to get them on board and to understand what they have to have in place before taking a trans camper. Um, but we have just seen growth beyond what I ever could have imagined because there are a lot of trans youth who just want to be with other kids who understand them and um, can, you know, just un understand their journey and be able to be there for them when they're feeling like they might be getting bullied in school or uh, dealing with unsupportive people, you know, they can reach out to their camp friends and they don't have to um, do any explaining or uh, worry about somebody not getting them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember, oh, I know that feeling and I know the um, how being in, in that space with other people who had families like mine was also just so, I mean, just incredibly meaningful. Do you... What do you recommend or what are some advice you'd have for parents to help prepare youth for that transition? Um, if they moving from a, a, in a school environment that is potentially more familiar or maybe they have made some gains um, to picking and going to a summer camp, if there are anxieties or um, excitement, what are some of just advice you would give to help prepare youth uh, as they move into this new summer space? I think any time that a kid is going into a new environment, it's important that the parents have open dialogue and they, that the kids get as much information as possible so that they are ready to step out into this uncharted territory and know what to expect as best as possible. So some of the things that a lot of summer camps do, and we at Camp Highlight do, is send home a handbook that's geared towards the kids and the parents so that they know exactly how what the rules are what to pack, you know, how the day looks and what it is. And then some of the stuff that we do regarding LGBT families, how we celebrate them, what what types of activities we'll be doing surrounding that, just so that the kids are ready. And their comfort 
are vastly different. Like I said, some kids are still really in the closet about who their family is. And even when they come to Camp Highlight, it takes a few days for them to come out and just be, feel comfortable. And we always want our families to know that that's okay. We're not there to give therapy to your kids. We're not there to force them to become social activists. We want them to be who they are in the space that we provide with whatever level of comfort that they have at that moment that they're at camp. Nick, do, I imagine for your, a lot of the youth that you are seeing at Camp Aranutic, this is even a, a, a even more unique and at times challenging situation because, as you said, many of them are not necessarily affirmed or are safe in their school environment. Um, so, for potentially parents of uh, transgender and gender variant youth, do you have any additional advice for when picking or even going off to summer camp? Yeah, definitely. I would say if you know coming to Aranutic is, is one thing because you know you're going to be surrounded by others like you, and there's no there, there's no sort of work to do in in that way in, in preparation, um, but we are a very traditional summer camp, and just like Camp Highlight, it sounds like you know we're not therapeutic. We don't have um, you know support groups or talk about specific gender issues. It's you know you've got your activities that you sign up for. You go to your activities that are sports or arts and crafts or waterfront, and um, you sleep in cabins with people who identify a similar gender to you and you kind of go about your day. So for in that way, I think I would just say preparation is like uh, some going to any other new camp, which is, um, you know, no, knowing what to expect out of the daily schedule, knowing what to expect out of where you're going to be staying and knowing most importantly that, that you will be around people who get you and understand you. For kids that are looking to go to a more traditional summer camp, I would say it's very important for the parents to, or, or guardians to do the legwork um, to make sure that those camps are properly equipped to deal with any issues that might arise having to do with their child being trans or gender variant, gender nonconforming, um, including just training staff and feeling like the environment is safe because they're Again, there are kids who are out as trans or kids who are not out as trans and perhaps wouldn't even tell a camp that they're transgender um, and, the, and the camp would never know. But I think for, for just peace of mind for most uh, parents and guardians would want that discussion in place with at least the directors of the camp, if not, you know, trickling down um, as far as, you know, other counselors and bunk counselors. So it really depends, but I would I would say it's important that if you're going to be the first trans camper to go to a camp, that's great in some ways. Um, but I would want to make sure that the camp really knew what they were doing because there are a lot of camps who are open to the idea or they think that um, all they have to do is really accept it and that they'll be fine and a camper might have a very negative experience because they haven't put the safety and and uh, training in place to deal with situations that might come up from other campers or counselors or even parents of other kids. So I think that's really important. Mm. Uh, thank you both. Uh, well, this has been, you know, certainly a lot for me to think about and I'm, I'm really glad that we, I was able to have all three of you sharing 
your different perspectives and also more information about both of your, you know, or all of your, your different camps. Are there any, I'm going to leave some time now for any final thoughts, you know, high, like great, great highlights, um, things that you really want parents or youth to consider um, as they're thinking about, you know, looking at different summer camps or summer spaces or transitioning into that time of year. Um, so any final thoughts, anything we didn't get to, to cover yet today? Um, Jackie, would you like, like to uh, get us started? Sure. So I think that anybody looking into camps is really looking into a great experience for their children. Camp creates, uh, gives the child a chance for independence and growth in a way that is different from home and school. And when you're looking at camp, it's really important to find the camp that meets the needs of your child. And there's a lot of camps out there and some who do a really great job and some who won't do a really great job for your kids. So it's important to feel comfortable with who you're choosing to take care of your child for however long you're sending them to camp. But if you find the right place, I'm confident that you could probably have such a different child coming out of that experience. And it's, I'm just so pro camp. And I hope that, you know, everybody listening here will find the camp that's right for them. Thanks. Sandy, uh, what are your some final thoughts? I, I would echo exactly what she's saying that, you know, the importance of camp, you know, with a big exclamation point after it, just camp, any camp is such an important gift that you can give your child this sense of independence um, and self-awareness and to be in any sort of, you know, an environment in a, in a community that's supportive of you, no matter who you are. Um, I think just camp is such an incredible opportunity for kids to, for, um, maturing um, and learning about themselves and learning about other people. And so I, I, I can't echo that enough. It's just the importance of camp for, for all kids as they grow up. Thanks. And Nick? Yeah, I would say um, one of the hallmarks of, of our mission is confidence. And I, I would think that um, most, if not all other camps, would want the kids to come out with more confidence than they had going in. And so I think um, what they're saying, absolutely, in terms of just, you know, doing your homework and making sure it's the right fit, but that camps can really um, increase a kid's confidence, and especially if you are of a, a marginalized population, um, you know, picking picking a camp that you feel like will increase your child's confidence and enable them to feel like they can do whatever it is they want to do. Um, I think a lot of times in these days of electronics and not so much face-to-face -face contact um, between kids, it's really important to push them a little bit outside their comfort zone in terms of uh, doing things, but not too much outside their comfort zone so that they can get more confidence and uh, come back from camp and feel like, hey, I, I can do more than I thought I could, or, um, you know, I made more friends than I thought I would, um, or, or something like that. So I think that's that's really important, and I, I, too, obviously am a big proponent of camp and think it's a wonderful thing for kids, uh, for any kid, just to be able to gain all of those skills and, and come out of the summer feeling like... Uh, uh, more of themselves, I guess. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Just a really big thanks 
to Jackie, Sandy, and Nick for joining us today um, and sharing this really important space it for so so many of our families. And I just want to finally wrap up by saying uh, thank you for those listening, for joining us. And until next time, remember that love, justice, family, and equality is what brings our families together.